Here we go. The three amiibos are here, recording for you. If you play the games, you can join in too. Put your hands together. Give them a rub as we take you to Donkey Kong Games Club. Huh, DK. Donkey Kong. The crew is back. You know them well. Connor, July, and Jeremy will kick some tail. We'll cover eight games every other week. Otacon will piss himself like a freak. From arcades to tropical freeze, this games club will meet all of your needs. Huh, DK, Donkey Kong, PA. Patreon.com. Be sure to go to patreon.com slash super NPC radio and subscribe at the $10 DJ Toad tier to hear each episode of the Donkey Kong Games Club. Patreon.com slash super NPC radio at the $10 DJ Toad tier. What's that? It's gonna be bananas. Coming to you live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBAG Studios, Wario K. Rule, Bowser, Andrew Gannon. This is Video Games, a comedy show. I'm your host, Jeremy Schmidt. And today, due to a slow news cycle, I would say a slow news month, we're going to focus on some supplemental material, some games, some extra gaming that we'll be doing on the side since nothing really big has been coming out lately. So I decided to focus on fan-translated games today these are games that never quite made it out to the west but we here in the west said ah ah, ah we'll take care of it for you and uh <laughs> and uh uh decide and patched in through through rom hacking and other means um ways of playing these games uh that we can all understand in english i am your host jeremy schmidt once again i have a panel of uh of, uh, of great game likers, uh, one and all, who are going to help me uh, cut it up, chop it up, throw it in a stew. My name is... Uh, I got, oh, I got the uh, incredible uh, Michael Hearn here with us today. Hello, Michael. Hi. <laughs> it just means that you're not slicing and dicing. It means that you're getting muscular and everything. Teresa, I'm not okay. talking to. Sorry, no, I'm not talking to <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to put my mic. Yeah. to put my microphone on the uh, on the actual Zoom. <laughs> um, let's get that one more time, Hern, just so you get right. the full experience. It just the means full. that you're not slicing and dicing. It means that you're getting muscular and everything. Teresa, I'm not talking to. Sorry, no, I'm not talking to her. <laughs> Every time that gets so me. dismissive. <laughs> <laughs> we have the super gamer boy here with us, uh, Adrian Holmes. How are you, Adrian? I'm doing all right. Glad to be here with your other support staff when it's slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that at the center of it all? Uh, Adrian Holmes. Hi. Hi. Uh, man, Kirby has been on my brain oh, a lot lately. Did you see there's a Twitter video of the Kirby actress like live doing the voice? <gasps> and it's like, per, Dead like on. she's a very pretty like lady in a oh. very pink dress. Like she's just like. But then she does like the hi and does oh like the whole Kirby voice God. and it's like astonishing. Hasn't it's, she been doing it the whole time? Yeah, I think she's like an old school uh, voice actress. 
Um, oh, I, love I don't know. It. I don't know how long, but yeah, she at least has done like what we think of as the iconic Kirby voice, and that's always really cool. That's wild to see that's like cool. the live action live people doing the voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, yeah, I'd love to see that, and uh, it. yeah, it's always like. I don't know. Sometimes voice actors are most of the time like, you know, you'll see the voice actor and they'll they'll mm. th- there won't even be a glimmer of the character <laughs> in their in what they look like, for example. But then sometimes you'll see a voice actor and they almost look exactly like their yeah. character. And you're like, how did that how did that happen? You know, like that's uh that's very um I don't know, kismet or serendipitous. Mm-hmm. But um Anyways, gentlemen, like I'm really excited to, to get on to, like to talk about this topic later on in our main mm-hmm. event. Um, I've been a big fan of like you know the naughty stuff, the uh, the rom the rom hack scene, the emulation scene, the fan translated scene, the ways of getting around these like little legal limitations that all these mega corporations, these Shinra corporations, uh, use to hold us uh, hold us back. <laughs> From yeah. from experiencing these great works of art, yeah, not even just like Weedle. So sometimes, especially as it started out, like video game companies didn't know what would sell in America or what uh, American gamers would be interested in. A lot of fans are kind of like proving to them, like, no, we really wanted to play this RPG we didn't get in the states, yeah. or we had didn't... to fight for Xenoblade. Yeah, is that right? I don't know the story behind that. Did, did, yeah, uh, so really, yeah, the first Xenoblade people had to like there was this whole big campaign and it was like thousands and thousands of fans of this of that game and they were like hey this actually looks really cool can you bring it over please yeah and they brought it over on Wii uh and of course it took off like a rocket and now Xenoblade is one of Nintendo's biggest IP so yeah kind of thinks maybe you should listen to your audience you know from time to time at least (laughs) or like uh make tracking like the trends in like because i think they're probably right in the west maybe like things like certain things didn't sell as well like at at one point but then once the internet became more of a thing like we all got like really i feel like the west just got so into like you know like japanese role-playing games and Mm -hmm. japanese puzzle games and you know like things that they probably like oh that's too hard for America they don't they don't want to play <laughs> they're this. too stupid yeah they don't want to play that like and we could all I guess we could also just say like you know the recent release of Live Alive on uh, yeah. Nintendo Switch could almost be like another inspiration for this episode because that was a, a game that was famously never released out here but mm-hmm. fan translated back in the early two thousands I believe or like you know yeah a long time ago decades ago um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they sort of the thing of it, too, is that they have been doing like better collections about it now and have like an audience built in for that. Uh, But it's still like there's still always a few that still haven't gone over here yet. And I think part of it is just, uh, you know, it would either have to be such a specialized location or it would still be too niche. Yeah. So struggle. The cool thing about that is the fan translation community these Mm -hmm. days, I think, is bigger than it's ever been. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So I was, I mean, when I did research for this episode, which I hope you guys at least did like did. some like Googling on like what's even <laughs> out there. It's mm-hmm. like, it what was shocking to me, you know, like how many games and how like, and also like, as I was going through these lists, I was like, oh, I didn't even know that game existed in Japan. You know what I mean? So it was like, oh, that's crazy. And now we have a fan translation of it sometimes. And we'll get into this more in the main event, but yeah, actually 
let's just let's just save it for the main event. I want to <laughs> I want I want to hear what you guys have been playing. I'm thirsty over here, and the only water <laughs> I see is what you guys have been playing. Adrian, hit me up. All right, so my big thing that I've been um has that has its hooks in me, and it will not let go. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of uh, Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. My of it. God, <laughs> my God! I don't know what it is about just sitting there and turning your brain <laughs> off and just watching everything get clean as you just mm. wash houses and cars and whatnot. Mm. But man, it is the perfect way to wind down after a long day. And there's a bunch of different levels that they let you go through and you can like put attachments on your stuff and uh, <laughs> love it, love it, love it. This sounds um, great. Outside of that, when I'm on the go, I'm, I've been, um, I've been, been taking the old Game Boy with me lately. Uh, I've been playing a little How bit of Pokemon Ruby. Hmm? How old a Game Boy? Oh, just a SP. Okay. Still nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Close. usually take my my color or, or anything like that out because mm-hmm. a I can't see it <laughs> and b <laughs> you know it's those are more, getting harder to find yeah more valuable I imagine mm-hmm. nice so uh, what are you playing on on GBA SP you said Pokemon Ruby oh, yeah yeah mm. absolute classic yeah is that peak Pokemon is that is that your gen uh I it's not mine mine is two. Okay. Uh, I mean, I was there for one, of course, but I think two perfected that right. era of it. But right. three is definitely nothing to sneeze at. So, sure. yeah, yeah, man, I I missed that that whole generation, all the DS games. I missed all that, like Ooh, that baby. stretch, uh, and that's like six games. You know, it's like yeah. a lot. You know, <laughs> I. Um, but I, uh, yeah, obsessed with uh, Gen One and and uh, really like Gen Two, but just like played it as an adult didn't play it mm-hmm. as a kid um that's great what is uh what's something new you learned about playing pokemon ruby this time that you didn't know before um good question i think or what's something coming, you noticed yeah coming back to it just the amount of upgrades and new features that they added that mm-hmm. to this day you know, while we're we're getting ready to come up on Scarlet and Violet, which have dramatically changed from the way that those games play or that Ruby and Sapphire era play. Mm-hmm. But there's still ramifications of those games in the new ones that, you know, this was kind of like the the point of this is what modern Pokemon is going to be going forward. And I think it really started with with Ruby. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I also love the look of that game, too. Like, yeah. GBA man, I'm I uh, I have a uh, you know I talk about this all the time on the different shows, but like me and Connor both secured our analog pockets for Q4 2022. So lucky son of a gun. I know we're like we're like just waiting on bated breath for them to arrive, and um, I'm so upset. And I but I've been like so like this whole year I've been like not playing GBA stuff because I'm like I want to save it all, to play <laughs> it all in the pocket. I want to save it up. But I love the GBA so much, and because I just love pixel art 16-bit era looking stuff and like i feel like that was the last great push for Mm -hmm. like 16-bit games and poke and the fact that we have a pokemon that looks like a super nintendo game is just like oh like how cool is that you know man that's great yeah but uh i played a little bit of the remakes have you dabbled in those remakes yeah i i bought them um i don't (laughs) 
dislike them at all, but it's just something about them. It's just, it's not quite there. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. It doesn't hit the vibe. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not a bad game. It's a, it's a well-made game. It's just, it's not, it, it's missing that like one little, that, that little special sauce that on top. Yeah. That Do we just think the Pokemon games got a little less charming as they got graphically better? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, it, it's they need to switch it up they need to switch art styles i think the older ones made you rely on your imagination a lot more because mm-hmm. it was sprites and mm-hmm. you kind of had to put the picture in your mind when you're walking through a forest you know it's like oh this place is really expansive and it's kind of dark yeah. and scary you know <laughs> yeah, but yeah. now you actually <laughs> walk through uh, a 3d model forest and it's like okay i i get it you know <laughs> you want to just keep going so yeah. Did, uh, are you going to play the new ones when they come out? Yeah. Okay. These cool. these feel Scarlet and Violet feel like the first ones where they're like, all right, we have to we have to try again. We have to yeah. do something. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to those. Cool. Uh, her, are you going to play those new Pokemon's when they come out? Probably not. I haven't gotten one in a bit. I actually did get a Brilliant Diamond, which is the Switch port of uh, the Diamond Pearl era, which I've yet to actually track into. Nice. Uh, but I like I just there's so pat so many of the ones from the past I just never played like I'm that's why I'm letting you guys take over Pokey Talk because I definitely I still haven't gone into even like that gener the middle generation stuff so right mm-hmm. well what have you been playing well while you've been catching them all I've been catching all Nazi souls by killing them in Sniper Elite Five the <laughs> game pass. Classic. Is there a uh, soul collection mechanic in that game? Do you, you know really? I would like are to they think like there pros is. in the Legend of Zelda. You put them in bottles. <laughs> that would just take that series over the top. Uh, scream, yeah. Streaming at you. Let us out. <laughs> no, you're not. Fine, you taught me. Uh, yeah. But been still playing that. I do like how big the levels are and how much I can just like tune in and out, like stop and save, and like try a different thing at a different like uh, with a different plan each time mm. instead of just like feeling confined or linear. So really dating the just slow play that. But also right now I also upgraded my PS plus for a little bit. Like I paid the remainder for the rest of the plan to be the maximum to try out all the stuff. So I've been running around playing a bunch of games on PS plus all their yeah. demos and stuff. I, I, uh, um, I, I did that cause it automatically just switched to me. Cause I was a mm. PS now guy as well. Oh, that's right. You were saying, so um yeah uh I have a lot of thoughts about that new service but I want to hear what your yeah. thoughts are. What do you think about all this PS Plus stuff? I mean, mostly I'm I've already reverted back like I already set it up so it would revert back to normal after cuz I'm probably not going to like actually invest much time in like trying everything else out, but you know, mostly I'm happy I get to try out Stray cuz that was the big one that I was like I don't want to buy it, but I'm curious mm-hmm. about it and I'm enjoying it. It's like a simple fun game to throw on a couple times. Like my girlfriend's tried it a little bit with me, Kelsey, and she likes like the general vibe of it too. And it's a cool like kind of little uh, adventure. Mm. But all the like older games like are kind of been hidden hit and miss or like actually sitting down and wanting to play any of them. Um, like I tried like I never played the Saints Row spinoff Debt from Hell. I put oh, that yeah. on and I'm like, oh yeah, this is that series again and. <laughs> really in an edgy package type of thing of like you're in hell fighting demons and I'm like all right I'm probably <laughs> is it not fun gonna... it's fine like i think it's if fine. i had it at the time like i would have been fun and like down for a little like 
I looked up how long it is. It's like, yeah, this is like a little like Grand Theft Auto side mission type of yeah. DLC that you can just whip on and beat if you want to mainline it. And then if you want to run around a town and kill things, play mm-hmm. like challenges that does that too. But I'm also like, I'm in that mode where I'm like not that into that. So I probably bouncing off. Um, another game I was playing, I was trying some of the Star Wars games on there because they had a bunch and a lot of them are games that I probably wouldn't have like committed to unless I owned them back in the day, like Bounty yeah. Hunter or the Racer Revenge sequel. I'm just like, uh, I yeah. don't know. I don't I don't play enough of the Star Wars games I do own. So hmm. uh, but I did point. try a demo of Ollie Ollie World and I might buy that one because hey, yeah, it's a really fun demo. I don't think the full game is on uh, the PS plus even expanded. I think it's just on sale through it. Uh, but Might Steel worked on it uh, on the Ali Ali games. This one is probably the best one I've played so far. It's really fun, really fun, like trial style, like challenge levels where you're just like wanting to repeat and retry over and over. It's really like what little I've played of it because it's only an hour long demo is really cool. Cool. Yeah, I got yeah. the game on Switch and I have it installed for a rainy day. I'm yeah, I'm gonna. I want to play I'm, that. I, I, definitely... I loved one of those games. Like I can't remember which one, but. I think it's two. I've, yeah, I've I think really the liked... second one was a little more better and more expansive. Yeah, and I, I mean, I see the appeal. Like, I'm. It's kind of thing of I should check and see if it's on sale on Switch because it is like the neon white thing of, it's that type of game where you can have like it on oh, play like levels at a time. That's cool. Just trying to match up, mat, beat out all the challenges on each level. And you can see your friends' scores and stuff. Yeah. On there. And okay. And, and then cool. like randomly, it even does like sort of a mother uh not motherboard a uh, I'm sorry. a mother three yeah mother three thing. <laughs> does it do some a, other three stuff yes a leaderboard yeah it, exactly it. it's all um it's all in japanese and it had to be translated <laughs> uh no they have like a leaderboard thing where sometimes if you have like the same time as someone else it'll be like if you do better you beat this guy and it kind of incentivizes you to replay the level just to now, beat some guy you never met does ali ali world play like regular Ollie Ollie? Yeah. Like it's side strolling. It's not like a 3D game or anything. It's a side strolling uh yeah, like skater challenger game type of platformer okay. thing. Yeah. And graphically though, it must look a lot different. It does yeah. Graphics okay. look cool. It's trying to add two point five D graphical look, customizable. I forget how different that is from like the Ollie Ollies, but it is like yeah, like it's a nice, like complete feeling game. So I'm like gotcha. curious to sit down with it more. So get on that team. So, but the PS plus stuff, like the (laughs) retro offerings, like, like what? So, okay. As a person who I I know you have game pass as well. Yes. I mean, what do you like better? The new PS plus stuff or game pass as a service? I mean, just gotta be game pass. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, also the other thing I was noticing with some of the older games is some of them really are only like, I think it's the PS three ones, especially are only streamable streaming. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like even my Game Pass with like AdSpots One is better at that a little bit at having all the options be for downloading and like playing much smoother. But I just just selection wise, like none of like the older school selection games aren't as impressive right now to me. And I mean, they're kind of catching up to Game Pass a little bit. I noticed that like a bunch of Yakuza games are coming out or yeah. did come out for it already. Uh, downside, I already own all of them, but it is like. <laughs> At the very least, like, yeah, that was an option on Game Pass a while ago. Now it's that version of it for PlayStation. So uh, can see the appeal if, like, you only own the one console or the other. So 
but uh, yeah but i mean i don't know it's just like i i i i downloaded all the ps1 games when they came out like i just want to try every single one of them and they all ran like fine but mm-hmm. there was no bells and there was yeah there they don't even okay here's here's something that's like a little things that really get me right when i turn on ape escape it doesn't do the ps1 like mm. wom thing like it just loads into the game and i'm like do you think that's I, part of the experience yeah. yeah i was like did you think that we as uh, someone who's going to turn on ape escape one in 2022 yeah. do you think they don't want to see that no they absolutely want to see their childhood yeah. thing come or up that, or that would deter like a new gamer like oh what's with this old loadout never mind i wasn't what i I was going to play this really old-looking polygonal game, but now never mind. What's yeah. wild about that is they they used to do that with PS One games. Yeah, like when you did when you played them on PSP or you played them on Vita, it would do the whole startup totally. So or PS Three, yeah, yeah, PS Three, yeah. It and um, yeah. So that's and then like they've added nothing to the PS Two library. So in fact, I think they just removed a few things from it. So that's the exact same. Mm. And I find the whole thing like Xbox UI is always trash, but I find this to be harder to navigate than anything yeah. ever. Like I can't find stuff I'm looking for. Yeah, that was a big one for me too. Like sorting out and searching. Yeah, uh, just having to rely ultimately on like Wikipedia lists and stuff yeah. online of like <laughs> what the games they have are. And I'm like, all right, that's also a downside. Like, there's, yeah, there's no love of the curation, which Game Pass, like, isn't perfect at that either, but it at least kind of, like, feigns it. It's like you can scroll through and it'll be like, these are all the action adventure games. These are games for you. These are, I'm like, all right, you're at least yeah. trying to give the sense of, like, a streaming curation type of thing. Where- yeah, I think so. And then, like, and then at least they have, like, their games properly labeled on the Xbox Game Pass. So, like, if, if I'm if I'm scrolling through the master list, which is usually how I find stuff, I'll just like load mm-hmm. in like show all. Mm-hmm. You, they'll tell you what's an Xbox Series X game, what is a 360 game, yeah. what is an original Xbox game. So at least you know mm-hmm. what things are. Like, I in in PS Plus, you know, you have to click on it before you realize, oh, this is a PS3 game. I can't even download i have to stream it it's really strange really odd and 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 yeah they removed some ps3 options and ps4 options from their ps Mm -hmm. now catalog when they made that new service i really want to sit down with like whatever (laughs) head is over at sony and try to understand why they don't want to hunker down and just make a ps3 emulator i don't get it or take the like, one that's already, you know, borrow the one that's already in use yeah. that we well, it, on but PC. Even, not even that. It's you are Sony. If anybody yeah. can get close to the metal, it's yeah. you. You have <laughs> yeah. the schematics. Right. So what? What? It can't be that much yeah. uh, of a, you know, an intensive endeavor, I think, to have something like that, a project like that greenlit. It's, it's right. weird. That I guess not necessarily because Jim Ryan is not a fan of preservation per right. se. We know that now. Um, but I, it's weird that Sony doesn't want to preserve, you know, over two decades now of its catalog. That's wild. I know. I, there, it's like weird. It's like you can tell there's somebody in, in internal at Sony 
fighting for it. Yeah. And then but then you can also tell there's lots of people internally at Sony fighting against it. Why That's do you why play it, these old games. Yeah, why? exactly. They're like they're like, yeah. okay, you can have six PS1 games. It's fine. Just put them on there, you know. Right. I, and, but what, it's it's just a confusing thing. Like we all joked about it in our chat, her, I don't know if you remember, but like the Toy Story 2 showing up yeah. in that in that collection was like how did they get the rights to that? Yeah. But like, but not Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, I'm right. like, I'm like, like, like really. <laughs> and the demand versus ever like a more obvious home run. Like, oh, we're going to let you play all the kill zones or something. Like, we're going right. to let you play this series that has like a yeah. name for itself. No Instead, kill zones. Like, Final Fantasy VII not on there. Like the OG, yeah. like for PS One. But we got Toy Story, Story two. two. Like crazy. Um. I, speaking of retro games, uh, have been, I say like I haven't had a lot of time to play games, and that's not really true. I just play them all at night when I'm like kind of winding down for bed. So I haven't been really turning on games that require a lot of investment mentally, which basically means I've been playing Nintendo 64 games on Switch again, Mm -hmm. which I'm not mad at you. The dumb man's console. Yes. The, the yeah the real man's the real idiot <laughs> the real yeah. man's uh, collection is a uh, is the Nintendo sixty four library on Switch. Um, check this out. Over the last like three weeks, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna include like three or four weeks. Like I've been playing like one to two hours at night before bed. At this point, I have beaten every single <laughs> Nintendo sixty four game on Switch except for Majora's Mask. I have beaten. That means I've I've replayed and beaten Super Mario sixty four, Ocarina of Time, Star Fox sixty four, Pokemon Snap, Pokemon mm. Puzzle League, Banjo. I played all of Banjo Kazooie. How good is Paper that. Mario though? Paper Mario, Woo. amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, I because I got that N sixty four controller for Switch, and so it is just like, it is. It really just makes me feel so at home. And again, like I said, like I don't have to invest in this. I'm not. I don't got to think about it. like taking pictures of pokemon that's nothing you know mm-hmm. like that's a child's play um so yeah anyways it's been a real it's been a real treat and a real journey to go back to those old games through this service that i'm certain to come around on and just think is really awesome i don't know if mm. i think it's not good anymore i mean i thought for a while i was like i was like yeah these ports are messed up but i think they fixed some of those ports yeah. cuz they they're they're running really clean really smooth the big thing that made me come around on it was that they're adding the DLC packages in there as mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. I think I think that adds way more to the value cuz yeah. Mario Kart the tracks are 25 bucks, the Animal Crossing DLC is 20 bucks, Platoon is 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. So, especially for somebody like me who's on a family plan, that would have cost us like a few hundred dollars to get everybody all that DLC. So, right. 80 bucks, take it. Dude, and those new Mario Kart tracks are sick, yes. by the way. They're great. Um, yeah, why don't we get into the news real quick? Uh, uh, so speaking of which, they, they added some Mario Kart. Uh, the new pack is um, either coming out or it's out. Adrian, do you know the status? It is out. It I is have out. played all of them. I have a hot take <laughs> if you'd like it. So, Ooh. I because I remember when the first pack came out and I played all through, there was like two, they're doing it two at a time, two cups at a time, right? Mm-hmm. And so now there's four new cups out? Right. To, okay. all, all together, yeah. All together? Okay. What's your take? Uh, my take is that new uh, Sky High Sunday track is mm-hmm. just as good as Rainbow Road. Ooh, 
interesting. Uh, I, yeah. I, is that is this from the new package? Like the it two is. New, okay, I have not played those yet, so I'm excited to to sit down with those. I actually turned on Mario Kart the other day, thinking that they were all just out. Like I hadn't kept track of like mm-hmm. them slow drip feeding release in these, and there was no new ones available. I think I these had, got yeah. shadow delayed a little bit because I feel like they were supposed to be out like a month ago. Yeah. It's They're kind out, of irritating so. that it's going to take them two years to yeah. release all of that's really strange. But uh, nonetheless, these tracks are banging. Like mm-hmm. I, I was, I had a great time. I love what they're doing too with the like, yes, we're going to give you some old Mario Kart tracks, but then we're going to take you to like France. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're taking you to Tokyo, you know, and by like, old, we mean really old, like the yeah. first Mario Kart. Yeah, right, right. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that, too, when they try to wedge in SNES levels that are mm-hmm. like, you know, like you see the big chunky uh, multicolored blocks. The blocks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's great. Uh, Hearn, have you dabbled in these new Mario Kart tracks at all? I've not, but you guys make me want to because I do have the new uh, expansion because I did want to try out like the Genesis Nintendo 64 stuff, too. Yeah, do it, dude. It's just yeah, sitting there. I should. I mean, that was a big favorite of me and Kelsey's, too, when we started dating. So good to be jacked into that. Yeah. Oh, I did. I don't know if I mentioned too. I did play uh, that new Cuphead DLC with Kelsey, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've, did you finish it? I did. I didn't yeah. beat like Expert or do all the like i think they now have like one or two achievements i will not get like i 100 <laughs> sure. percented top head before this mm-hmm. is now like a novel level of and you have to beat all the bosses with no hits and you have to do it with this cursed relic and you got it and i'm like all right i'm probably just happy to beat it once but the new new bosses are all very good and i like the new miss chalice i haven't tried her in the older levels yet but with the new bosses she works very well so yeah, I I beat it myself. Did you beat it too, Adrian? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really great. Um, yeah. I'll, uh, full admission here, I've still not beat that main game. I, I haven't uh, mm. beat the devil or whatever it is. Yeah. The mis- Mr. Dice or whatever. Good luck. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's tougher than anything in the DLC. I know. Those two. Um, That's probably true, yeah. The reason why I haven't beat it yet is, I don't know if you guys remember this, but like, um, I think it's the second to the last... Like the last like full level is like the where you're getting rolling the dice to yeah. get to different mini bosses. Yep. Um so every time you get into you like hit the dice and load into a new level, it like it does a full 1 minute load screen to get into the like the level like because uh-huh. it's loading in a new environment. Like Right. So I have it on Switch which I looked it up mm. apparently on all of their consoles or I guess Xbox. I was about this, to say, I played it on PC. PC. Apparently this is not an issue, but on Switch, mm. because it's so underpowered, like the loading times are so long and it's not a really a problem when you're playing a level because once they load you into an environment, they reload you in when you die really fast. Right. So it's yeah. not really, but when you're playing a level where they're, reloading you into new environments constantly it's just the most sluggish and time consuming and i'm dying constantly and it's reloading me back into the (laughs) like the first part yeah and it's like so it just takes forever um so i i kind of gave up on it um and who knows i might go back i don't know but the uh but i really like that dlc i thought that was cool yeah did did you guys do the, the little ghost thing 
Which yeah. one? The little ghost puzzle where you like fight the two. Oh angel my devil. god! Yeah, yeah with the little thunderbolt in the bottom. No, thank you. Yeah, Man. yeah. Did it once. Never doing it again. Yeah, that thing was hard. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. So we got some new releases. Not a lot. <laughs> uh, Rumbleverse came out. I don't know if you guys are Rumbleverse. Is that that wrestling one? Yeah, it's like a it's like a wrestling yeah. battle royale, battle royale like game. Yeah, with like a kind of a cartoony, goofy art style. Uh, I mean, I I I wish it the best. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I feel like it's a game that if I just tried, I'd probably love. I mm-hmm. I don't even love wrestling, but I bet you it's a, got a fun loop. Yeah, but I'll probably never. Yeah. On. Sorry, Rumbleverse. I love you, but don't want to be stuck in another loop. I'm already stuck in this loop called life. So, yeah. Speaking That's of loops lot. called life, uh, what about <laughs> Spider-Man on PC? I am gonna pick that up, just mm. not right now. Yeah. You, well, you're a PC owner now. You got a nice. I am. Nice I am. System. Um, but. 59 bucks is that's a lot for, <laughs> it's a for lot a game you've already played too yeah. I, and, I platinumed it like i would yeah. really just be playing it to be like oh yeah this game's real rad so i'll probably pick it up when it drops down to like maybe 25 30 right right but i'm hearing good things about the port i'm hearing it's really well done so that's good to hear yeah people are saying it looks that it's the best version of it you know mm-hmm which is increasingly rare for some reason it seems like more and more games with pc ports launch broken but yeah which is weird because it's the console. You, it, it's the the platform you develop it you on. Develop so. it yeah. on, yeah. <laughs> now, I, yeah, that's um, man. You know, here's the weird thing too. Is like I, 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 I've never had a desire to go back to that first Spider-Man game. Like I don't know why. I once I beat it and like kind of did all the bonus stuff. I, mm-hmm. I'll turn on Miles Morales like right now. And I don't know what my thing is about that old Spider-Man game. I just like, I think it's like, maybe it's just like, I know it's just going to be a whole thing. And like Miles Morales feels like, oh, it's like a shorter experience. And I like that. It's like streamlined or something. But like, I don't know. I just, yeah. Miles, I'll probably buy day one because I never got a chance to play Mm. Miles Morales. I don't have a PS5. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be sick. Then you're gonna. Yeah. Oh, so you've never played it? You still never played? It. I've never played Miles. Oh, I've played. Dude. I've played. Oh, dude, yes. I've played Spider Man front to back. Like I said, I've done everything you can do in 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 Spider Man, but never got the chance to play Miles. Well, so. I hope they come out with the PC port of it soon, and I hope they release it close to Christmas. I think they're supposed to be. They. What I was reading is Miles is supposed to come out in fall for PC. Mm. Oh, dude. That's perfect because I played it when it first launched 2020 in fall, yeah. right close to Christmas. And the whole game, it's like a Christmas game. So it's oh, like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's very thematically like Christmas, which you, is fun. Yeah. Do you think they're making it fall next year? Because that's also when like the Spider-Verse 2 movie comes out. Like they're Oh, fall next year or this no, year? No, I, I saw it fall this year. Oh, all right. Oh, oh then, yeah. Yeah. That's, is Spider-Verse that's pretty... 2 coming out next year? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of behind on the on the Marvel trends. Spider Verse is kind of its own thing. Yeah, it's, I, it's like yeah. a Sony thing. Not at all. It's also probably contender for the best Spider Man yeah. piece of media ever made. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's I just rewatched all the like Raimi's and those are like really nice. good movies, just really solid. And it is like, yeah, definitely that and Spider-Verse are like the crown jewels of like Spider-Man. Yeah, I uh, I saw my first Wakanda Forever trailer last night at the movies. Oh, yeah. I haven't oh, seen tra- I haven't, the movies. I, it's probably cool to see it that way. Yeah. Yeah. The tra- I mean, the trailer's sick. It's yeah, awesome. <laughs> I, I haven't wanted to watch a Marvel movie. Like mm-hmm. I haven't seen the Thor and I haven't seen the Doctor yeah. Strange. I saw uh, Doctor Strange. You, I haven't wanted to. Or skip. It wasn't yeah. that great. Nah. It's okay. Know. Yeah. There's I, cool things about it, but I didn't care about Doctor Strange or the new characters. So I'm like, I'm yeah. just there for like the Raimi stuff. Yeah. Raimi, the Raimi of it all. I thought that the I thought this what kind of forever trailer it was like this is the first yeah. one I was like ah oh, man this looks so good it just looked really cool it looked yeah. it looked shot really cool and then like Namor coming out of the ocean looks yeah. sick and like everything I was just like dang like I don't know what it is but this movie is looking freaking good man they got a a fantastic DP yeah That's what it dude is. like and Coogler yeah. is so good yeah. and, like mm-hmm. I don't know I'm I'm uh I think I'm I think I might have to catch that one. In the in the big in the big screen, uh, multiverses came out. Now this is a free game. Is anyone going to try this? I'll give it a fair shake. Yeah. Is it actually out now? Like fully yeah. available? Okay. Uh, I'll multiverses. Probably download that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I guess in two days, August fifteenth. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Maybe it's like already out for like. Is it like Epic or something? Or like it's probably I think like that's got some it. side release. Yeah. People are yeah, it's out. People are playing it. Like yes. Yeah, no, uh, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen clips yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I just thought it was beta. I don't know. I I yeah, I'm seeing on, on Game that, Informer August fifteenth, mm. but I it maybe that is maybe you're right, Hearn. It's like the Epic well, client. Yeah. Or well right now it says I I'm looking out on Steam, it says just play game if I wanna, so Oh great! Yeah. See you, you guys go. later. I'm gonna play. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go be be Shaggy and go yeah. play s- some multiverses. I'm gonna be LeBron and dunk on Tom and Jerry. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I've heard good things about this game, which is shocking to me because yeah. when the Nickelodeon one came out, it, all you heard Flopped. was just blue. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Well. But that's good. You always want competition, you yeah. know. And and that's yeah. this is definitely. I mean, as much as people like to say they're different, this is definitely a Smash Bros. competitor. So yeah, yeah, um, it's a free to play game, which means there's going to be some microtransactions in yep, there the and territory. some little goofy weird stuff. I heard they're going to be like making certain characters like seasonal unless you pay for them, which could get maybe frustrating if yeah. like your your main is somebody behind a paywall. That's but I mean whatever. that's no different than like a Fortnite skin, and and it's also no different than Smash DLC. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. You know. Yeah. That's just um, odd on there, and I feel like that's a lot of work because you're creating a whole move set for a character that you're yeah. gonna take out of the game. Yeah, mm, yeah, weird. and I don't know how that works for like competitive uh, or balancing or stuff too. Yeah, balancing yeah. all that stuff. Like I imagine like tournaments that might feel like someone has an advantage if they paid and mastered like a side character mm-hmm. or something or a character um, that's not available. I'm looking on the horizon here, and. Uh, while there isn't a lot of interesting mm. stuff in general coming out for the entire month of August, in the immediate future, there's a f- couple of curiosities. Uh, mm. Blossom Tales 2 is coming out, which Yay. I don't know if you guys played the original Blossom yeah. Tales, but that was kind of a bigger indie game back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool um, little Zelda-like. Little Zelda-like, yeah. Uh, Roller Dome is a game I'm kind mm-hmm. of interested in. Are you guys interested in that at all? That's the one that's... No. Um, Kind of plays like 
uh, my friend Pedro, right? Uh, roller, like you're jumping off of stuff and yeah, I don't know my friend and, Pedro, but this is like you're on rollerblades in like a and it oh, looks wow. cell shaded and yeah, right. like, yeah, yeah, it looks very uh, jet grind radio ish. That's yeah. cool looking. Yeah, roller dome is a is a definitely a. Come on, Jeremy, give me the big one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then the big one is Kirby's Dream Buffet. Is that what <laughs> is that the big one? <laughs> Hell no, yeah! I was talking about Splatoon. Oh, Splatoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, is that that's the end of uh, August or? No, that's early September. That's early September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, I just meant like in the next few days. Like, oh, like, okay, the, okay. like all the games I mentioned are will be out by August seventeenth. Yeah. So this, like, gotcha. this week. But yeah, Splatoon three. I mean, we just got a direct about Splatoon three. Every, everyone's we ate so good. Yeah, mm. everyone's excited about Splatoon. Yeah. I I actually didn't watch the direct. Did you guys check it out? From start to finish. Okay, what Adrian? Give us a play by play. What are we to expect <laughs> with Splatoon three? Br Splatoon three on the ground correspondent. <laughs> okay, uh, so in Splatoon <laughs> three, the biggest fixes for, in my opinion, are the drop in for uh, multiplayer. I think that's it, a huge revamp where yeah. you're able to go in as a party you don't have to be like okay is everybody on multiplayer right now everybody press go now and hope we all get in the same match yeah now you're all on the same team every time you're never having to mix that up uh there's a lot more weapon variety they're adding that in more special moves basically everything that people had complaints about is what was fixed in three now some could argue that, well, you could have just put this all in two. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you because you're absolutely correct. But that's unfortunately not the hand that we got. So yeah. how about this? When you were watching matches being played, how did the stages look? Because one complaint I had about two was that it wasn't different enough from one. And one's big issue, I felt like there just wasn't a lot of there wasn't enough content mm -hmm. like like the stages you like you played through the same four stages constantly and it became one of these things where it just got boring if there was enough variety there in the play how did three well, look three seems like it's much more vertical than the other two if that makes sense i like that because that one vertical stage in two is really cool where you go you're starting mm -hmm. at the top of those towers and you kind mm -hmm. of meet down at the middle and go back up yeah that that kind of seems like the big the biggest change and then of course there's the stages where if you're doing the league play where you do the 2v2v2 two two two, mm -hmm. and two of them start in the middle and then two of them start on the outside the the more the winning team starts in the middle and they're getting pincered by the other two and you still have to win and it's a three-way battle oh cool. and i think there's stages mm. specifically for that yeah that's interesting mm -hmm. yeah did any mention of a single player yeah there's Ooh, a there's a single like, player yeah. campaign Ooh. Yep. There's a single player campaign. There's a new, um, I guess, what do you call them? Figurehead uh, mascot. Uh, There's a trio mm. for this one now instead oh, of a duo. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so not mad there's at a lot that. Of, there's a lot of, you know, bullet point changes, of course. And I think the, it's easy to say that, oh, this should have been in two because Splatoon definitely has a, all the games have a similar art style. Yeah. But. I do think that there's enough here, especially now that they've mentioned that they're planning two years of updates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On top of this, that warrants, okay, maybe we can go up to, to a 3.0 on hmm. this. So. Well, 
Adrian, our Splatoon 3 <laughs> on the ground correspondent. Thank you for Thank you for, that. for uh for radioing in. Uh well so here's here's the thing. Here's a soft pitch. What do you guys think about this? Splatoon, Smash Brothers, Mario Kart. Make them just games that go on forever. Like they never <laughs> like there's never a sequel. At this point, we just make Smash Brothers and it's just we just add on to what's already there. Splatoon. We add on to what's already there. like you never come out with a new one, right? You just you especially if you're not gonna upgrade your console <laughs> to like yeah. to like be a new machine <laughs> that can handle more power. Like mm-hmm. there's no reason to really in in the day in the in the age of DLC, there's no reason to come up with a sequel to a game if you're so, if there's no more power behind your console. So at this point, I'm I'm with you. I think. It would be a good thing to do a cutoff, right? So whatever after yeah. is after Switch, that's when we start that. That's yeah. when we start Mario Kart. Yeah. It's not called Mario Kart 9. It's not called Mario Kart whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's Mario, Mario Kart. Mario it's Kart. just Splatoon. It's just Super Smash Brothers yeah. going forward. Yeah. That might be, especially if like Nintendo comes out with a console that's... Um, you think they're ever going back to a static console? I don't think so. No, 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 no. I, I was thinking more like uh, maybe they do something that's more evergreen. Like, mm. you know, like a console that they can upgrade in t- like on their end or something. Like, I'm, uh, what mm. am I trying to think of? Like, more like a PC or like something. Like a PC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or uh, yeah, yeah. Nintendo you- mates a family computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, anyways, that's the news. That's uh, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about fan translated games. Stay tuned. If you like video games, there's a good chance at least one holds a special place in your heart, making your insides feel fuzzy in the best of ways. And oftentimes, it's about more than just the game itself. I'm Connor McCabe, and I host the Call Me By Your Game podcast, where on each episode, I hear from a guest about a special video game from their past. Join me each week as I hear from some of the sweetest actors, funniest comedians, and most lovely video game people around about what makes video games personal and the memories they have tied with them. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, and maybe someday you'll even call me by your game. Welcome back to Video Games, a comedy show. I am your host, Jeremy Schmidt, and today we're talking about fan-translated games. I got Adrian Holmes here. I got Michael Hearn here. I got the uh, I got the goods. I got the uh, the two goodest guys here who... Um, I, I picked you guys because I feel like you probably have dabbled in fan-translated games. You probably have, uh, you know, been... Uh, been in the same room as a uh, as a Japanese cartridge, as a <laughs> as a as a ROM or an emulator playing playing uh, um, uh, fan translated stuff, and then you probably knew a little Allegedly. bit about it. Allegedly, yeah. Alleg- you know. Yeah. Uh, look, we're not prove it, yeah. counselor. Yeah, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's 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 chat, gentlemen. I'm thinking here. Um, in a time in a time of like a slow news cycle, slow game release cycle, it really makes me think about like going back to the past, trying to clear some of that backlog, and maybe trying to check out some curiosities that uh, I had missed over the years that I'd always been interested in but never had time to play. Um, do you guys play 
fan translated stuff like on the have you guys ever played through an entire fan translated game like beaten it or like is this more of just like a pick up put down check it out real quick and then kind of move on uh, it's a mix of the two yeah um i would say definitely the the main one i can think that i played start to finish was mother three okay mm. that's like i i i know i'm not special because that's everybody's <laughs> like oh everybody played the fan tra- of course you did right um it's in my opinion, one of the shining examples of what a fan translation can yeah. be. Yeah. It's like it accounted for everything from start to finish. It localized a lot of the the humor and the, the situations to where an English speaker would understand the context of the situations. Uh, it just excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, we, we talked about it earlier, um, but I actually played Live Alive. Um, mm-hmm. back right. when nobody knew what it was and I kind of popped off a little bit harder than most people did because I was like what they're bringing that back <laughs> I was in a, and I think it was maybe me and 11 other people on Twitter <laughs> who, yeah. who said something about it so um, but same thing I downloaded a, a fan translation patch and I patched the ROM and I played it mm-hmm. like that so yeah, let's. So I guess that's a, that's also because I want to talk. We'll talk about Mother Three here in a second because that yeah. is the that's that's probably the crown jewel of fan translated games. I think. Period. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you might like a fan translation more. You might have had more nostalgia for one, but there's not one that's more I think like ubiquitous and explosive. But yeah. Uh, so in in order for a fan translation to work, um. It's kind of interesting. You have to download a patch and use some sort of software to patch that into your ROM. So you you'd have mm-hmm. the ROM and the patch separate, and then you kind of fuse them together. And what it does is it puts like a layer of English text over what you're seeing in the game. Um, kind of a complicated thing. Not everyone knows how to do it. I've mm-hmm. uh, it took me forever to figure out how to patch games, and oftentimes they don't work, especially for games like PS One or N sixty four ROMs. Yeah, I have a lot of tricky. trouble with getting them to play. But um, there are some games, including N sixty four and PS One games, where you can find the ROM with the patch already fused to it, right. which is by far way easier, I think, on the consumer end to try and get working. Um, and these are typically played on emulators, which are PC, Mac, you know, um, Steam Deck now, I guess, if you have one of those, uh, or or any number of these hacked consoles, or, you know, something like a Retroid Pocket, something that's like, you know, an Android device or, or mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, so that's sort of how you play a fan-translated game. Um, there are some that are more famous than others, and one of them again is this Mother Three one. Now, Hearn, I remember you, yeah, saying that it was you had you found playing Mother Three difficult on emulation, on because, emulation because yeah. there was a um uh, a lag or a delay in yeah. your inputs. Yeah, like whenever you looked, whenever I looked at like what percent of emulation that was working, it was always like ninety nine percent, and maybe that's like the emulator dodging. Like we're never going to be completely perfect. But where that factors in on Mother Free is that there is a rhythm element to the battle system where you have to play on tempo. And I right. think just from that like slight lag, I was always never that good at it. And I was like, you know what? I want to experience this the like proper way. I want to play it on like actual hardware. I want to feel it, like have it in my hands. I want to have like the cool experience of it. So I went on Etsy and bought a, a cartridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured you'd find them on eBay too. And yeah, like I put it, I got an actual Game Boy Advance cartridge with it, put yeah, it yeah. in my Game Boy SP, 
and played it that way. And I was immediately much better at the battle system. I did the same thing. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause I, I, I will admit I've never played through mother three. I've, I've turned it on and looked at it like mm-hmm. on an emulator, but, um, that will be my first yeah. analog pocket game. I've already decided that's, that's, that's in my choice. that's going to be my Q4 test giving this thing putting this thing through its paces you know I'm going to go. I'm going to do some mother 3 um but uh yeah mother 3 you know is famously this game that like never came out to mm-hmm. the west that like no one really knows why and at this point we all kind of assume it's kind of a bit at Nintendo that they <laughs> won't release it cuz this fan translation from what I understand is actually some pro level stuff it's like it's like a really great fan translation. Mm-hmm. At the very least, it's like really detailed. Like the people who did it loved this game and really wanted to make sure to the best of their ability. I don't they know. They were if honoring like, it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of that thing I've been noticing a lot with like just even getting into Hong Kong films or like different fan translations and stuff like that online where it's like translations and art. So to some degree, they're like interpreting it. But it is like if you like know your the more you know your stuff, the more like detail oriented you're willing to get with it and if you're really good as like just a general like writer you can really translate something over to an american audience in more concise ways or ways that get across differently so i'm sure if nintendo did an official translation might be different better or worse it's hard to say but at the very least this is like the the work is put in like these people cared about this game Mm -hmm. i wonder if too like you know because Nintendo, as we know, is sort of a company like Disney. They don't really like they don't really like look back fondly on their more sordid past. They're more like mm-hmm. darker. And I know that Mother Three has some like themes of like it deals with like suicide and like uh, yeah, a couple yeah. other like harder, darker themes. I wonder if Nintendo would go through in th- during a translation their own translation censor sort of a bit. fix some of the, censor yeah. their own content, which could Possibly. make the fan translation even more valuable at that yeah, point. More right. authentic. Yeah, there's a lot going on in Mother 3. Um, <laughs> suicide, there's, um, you know, discussion of gender because there's yeah, a group yeah. that basically are like androgynous. Yeah. So there's, you know, that you have to deal with and, you know, mm-hmm. that's a weirdly a hot button issue these days. Yeah, um, <laughs> weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Still, yeah. Um, for 20-year-old game talking about it, still hot mm-hmm, button yeah. for some reason. Yeah. So they'll well, probably scrub a lot of that. I wonder, uh, yeah, it's uh, that's really interesting. But by all accounts, Mother Three is like um, at this point, if like again, like if you're a you know a gamer who's not just a Madden Call of Duty once a year person, but like actually like you know play like the video games and the industry of video games, you've probably come played Mother Three. There's a good yeah. chance because it's fairly readily available. Like right, like I Nintendo's not shutting down these etsy yeah. stores you can buy a cart that mm-hmm. has more than just mother three on it you can have all the mother games put rolled into one you know mm-hmm. there, there's um there's some amazing things going on and it'll be multicolored and like see-through plastic and like cool labels and i honestly think that they have like a whitelist for that at nintendo that's like that's not that's one of the things that they're not going to go after yeah I wonder if it's too just because it's like, well, they did the work for us. Like, we yeah, don't have to like, <laughs> yeah, it they keeps don't get the, the money though. No, it keeps the motivation. I don't know. It's they, don't also, have to, they don't have to pay to host it on yeah, their servers. True. So it's true. It's kind of like 
if have you guys seen House of Gucci? There's a moment yeah. in the movie where they talk about like there's knockoff Gucci bags being sold on the street corner. Mm-hmm. We should stop it. And the guy, like Al Pacino's character, who's like a real heart of Gucci, is like, no, let them have the experience of feeling like a Gucci customer. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> why do you guys have the experience of playing like Mother Free or feeling like it really came out? And then we'll twat on that later or something. Or we'll... <laughs> right. It's all a game to them. Um. Now, there's some fan-translated games um, that were classics that ended up getting English yeah. translations, but, like, m- later on down the road. Mm-hmm. And so, technically, you can play these games today in English, but a lot of us from the 90s remember them as fan-translated games. But the first one I want to bring up is Final Fantasy V. That was yep. one... That until we got the PS One like anthology version of it, uh, we didn't get or Chronicles or whatever that the version that Final Fantasy yeah. V came out on, we didn't like uh, we we played that game fan translated, mm-hmm. you know, and it's sort of the whole like butts and barts thing comes <laughs> from and like, uh, did you guys play Final Fantasy V at all through emulation and fan translation? I actually didn't. I did. I got it for the first time on the PS One thing. Um, yeah, that was a rare one where I didn't play the like. I, there are some definitely like Super Nintendo was the big one for me getting in the right. like, emulation and fan mm-hmm. translations. Oddly, I skipped that one. Um, yeah. What about you, Adrian? Final Fantasy Five at all? I same thing. I I got it on PS One, but I knew of yeah. the uh, translation. Okay. What about Seiken Densensei yeah. Three? That's a definite. You guys yes, remember I that? played. I played the fan translation way back in the day when yeah. I was into like Secret of Mana and wanted to play the sequel. And then, yeah, yeah I did buy when they emu- uh, released that uh, package. Now the Mana Collection uh, with all the free translations and yeah. called it Trials of Mana. And I, I've, I've yet to play it the new version. See Only took them twenty years. Yeah, I know, but and and so that's an example of one that's like that's only three years old at this point too. Yeah. Like this, this uh, where they released um, the Super Nintendo port, but then also mm-hmm. they released that like remake of yeah. it. So you have you kind of have both options. You you can play Second Nintendo Three any way you want now. Mm-hmm. Uh, little kid Jeremy is like going, <laughs> "What the hell? How <laughs> how did this happen? Learn Japanese for nothing." Ugh. Yeah. Uh, but second, then Sensu Three was like, uh, an act like an actually really good game too. Like not yeah. all of these that get fan trans- translations you go back to and are great, but that was a game that was like, oh, multiplayer RPG action, mm-hmm. freaking SNES stuff. Uh, yeah, the Secret of Mana game itself was like really good, and the idea you kind of had this like offshoot sequel that never got in the U.S., so you were like an even cooler nerd if you knew about Second Densetsu Free. <laughs> If right. you knew it was called Second Sendetsu Free, if you knew Final Fantasy Adventure or Legend, whichever the first one was in the US was actually a prequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has that like legacy to it. So finally my, got honored. My big ones were the Dragon Quest games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so um at, at now we can play all <laughs> of them except ten have been translated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's the one that's, that's like online. That's not, that wasn't common. That wasn't the, yeah. the case a long time ago. So Adrian, which talk to me about dragon quest. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if a lot of people are aware, but they remade a lot mm-hmm. of the dragon quest games for super Nintendo. Like they did a remake of one and two. Uh, and 
that one I remember playing through a uh, fan translation because I had only ever played the ones on NES. Uh, my old man had them, mm. and um, I remember playing that. And I can't remember where I saw it online, but I saw you know that Dragon Quest had got a remake, and it was for Super Nintendo. And I said, "What? I didn't even know that happened." Of course, because it never left Japan. So popped it on, got myself a, a ROM patcher, and yeah. and went to work. Mm-hmm. And this would have been the first two games combined, right? Like, is that the package you're talking about? For yeah, ju- in, J- yeah. in Japan, yeah, mm-hmm. they came out with that Dragon one, Quest and one then, and two. Uh, yeah, and then I think it went up to five. Yeah, in on, on Super Nintendo, five. Yes. They six. remade three and four on Super Nintendo. I didn't know that. Pretty much. Oh, now okay, nice. Uh, yeah, because five is a Super Nintendo game, right? And then yeah. six, six, five, and six are on Super Nintendo. Those never came out over here. No, they yeah. got but, remade into the DS. Right. Yeah, they became DS games. Yeah. Way, way later. Way later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the only way I played them. Yeah. But Dragon Quest Five mm-hmm. is like a monolith in in games. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it's it is huge. It's like it's like it's like it's, if we didn't get Link to the Past or something, it'd be yeah. like right. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, those those DS games are really great, though. By the way, but yeah. I still like again, as much as I love those, the charm of playing on a Super Nintendo is. I mean, that's yeah. how it was designed. You yeah, know? It, that's just like Chrono Trigger. Chrono right. Trigger is the same way, where the DS port is probably the best version of the game. Right. But playing it on Super Nintendo, as it was originally intended, I feel like it's just it adds something to it that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a there's a ton more examples of of SNES games that have mm-hmm. gotten the same kind of treatment. The Fire Emblem games for Switch yeah. are now yep. at this point now all translated if they're not remade. Mm-hmm. The the uh, Live Alive was a very famous one. Bahamut Lagoon uh, yeah. is a game that that got not just a fan translation but a very like sort of bittersweet story behind the fan translation. Like this is the, mm. I'm reading online that the final project of fame emulator developer near N E A R uh, who died this June was an incredible uh, translation patch uh, for Bahamut Lagoon. Like, like there was one already that existed in the early aughts. And then he came in and actually made a new one. That's like regarded as like the, the, the best one, the prime one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like his last big project before he passed away. A big, big uh, person. One last gift. Yeah, yeah that's very yeah. cool of him. Em- emulation community. Um, I'm. I was really interested in some of more modern games that have gotten mm. English translation patches because I ha- I have way less experience with these. But yeah. Like, um, what do you guys know about Animal Forest? <laughs> Animal Forest is that what it's called? The sounds uh, like I shouldn't go in there. Uh, it's it's You're talking animal about crossing. No Mori? Yeah, yeah, it's like animal ah. crossing, but for the N sixty four. Yeah, oh, that's right. Because the first one was the Nintendo sixty four game that we never got. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In fact, some people think the GameCube one is a port of the N sixty four one. Right. It's like pretty much it, the same game. It, it kind of is. It. It, it they of course added a bunch of stuff to it, jumped the frame rate up. Um. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, majority of it is the N sixty four game. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I've I've dabbled in this. This is some freak stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, yeah, there's a there's a handful of N sixty four games that have gotten some some kind of decent patch patches. Like I, I think Custom Robo is one on yeah. here. Um, that that that's gotten one. Uh, the Evangelion game I think has gotten a fan translation. And then for years, like uh, 
uh, one that I always thought had a fan translation, but I actually don't know if they ever did was Sin and Punishment. Yeah. Which might have, but it was crazy because if you bought that game and you could just get through the menu to start playing it, it was all in English. Yeah. All the voice voice acting. Yeah. The entire story voice acting is in English. It's basically a shmup too, so like you don't need to have like stuff translated, but there is Uh like... But I think it is like English title, like health and stuff like that, all like health bars. But yeah. yeah, it's just the menu, which I think there was like a game FAQs at the time that was like, this means this. I'm it like, all right, teach thank you, you how to get through it. Yeah. yeah. And See, that was one of the ones that got past me. I had never heard mm. of this game until it showed up in the um, the N64 expansion pass. Oh, really? Uh, oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Because like, yeah. it was on the Wii as well. They put it out on Wii and Wii U, and uh, yeah. and then that Wii, and then that Wii game came out, yeah. the Star Successor or whatever, which mm-hmm. I, I remember seeing that being like, what the heck is this? Yeah. And then like looking it up, and oh, there's a... I did and that have... N64 game, by the way, great, and great on that yeah. uh, collection. Anyway. I get to be the like nerd points for I actually own that on Nintendo we bought it back in the day. Yeah, you got a card, ever, right? Yeah, first ever import, bought it in like a little converter to play it on because they can just play on your uh, American Nintendo 64. The only difference is the indents on the cartridge purposely won't mm. let you get it in. So oh. you have to have like a little in-between converter. You can even use a Game Freak, I think, but I just got a little converter. That's cool. That's yeah. really cool. Um yeah, uh, uh, Doctor Slump. <laughs> <laughs> Just hard pivot into Doctor Slump. Is uh, a Akira Toriyama uh, pre Dragon Ball ah. IP, mm-hmm. and there was a PlayStation One game. Yep, and it has a fan translation. You can go play it today. And guys. Dr. Slump looks amazing on PS1. Uh. This is one of those like Mega Man Legends looking games where it's yeah, just like it's that, so man. cartoony and so it, it like beautiful. Like it really holds up like on from from this early polygonal console. Like the hmm. main character uh uh character model looks so good and is animated so well. I just feel like, dang it! Like I really like. I'm like, I am I gonna play Doctor Slump? Like <laughs> it sounds like you I are. Think you are, yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. Like this, like this little Akira Toriyama world looks so good on PS1. Like I, I, I might have to, I might have to get this. Jeremy, game. go to it now. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Uh, you. So I know of Dr. Slump. I know the manga and I yep. know everything. I've never seen that there was a PS1 game though. So that's pretty mm. that's pretty neat. I found this out last night when I was <laughs> scrolling through articles in bed. Yeah. I was like I was like are you kidding? I how did I not that and that's again that's why I like video games so much. <laughs> I'll never be done uncovering some weird thing I've never heard of before. Um yeah, this does look pretty sweet. Yeah, it looks like really cute and yeah, good. Uh, yeah, there's um, uh, so do you guys know about the uh the the tear ring saga? Which one? Tear rings or tear ring saga? What is that? Not familiar with it. Or uh, it's uh, let's see here. It's called the tear ring saga or the some or the Berwick saga. Do you know what these are? The Berwick Saga sounds more familiar, but I think these are, it's kind of, they're both tactical RPGs, is what I'm yeah, looking at. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Shozu Kaga. He left Nintendo after designing mm-hmm. Fire Emblem. 
Um, yeah. He's like mm. the creator of Fire Emblem. Uh, he left and created um, a, a PS1 and a PS2 game yeah. that are both just basically Fire Emblem. Again, <laughs> so much so that Nintendo took him to court about mm. it. Flame He's, Insignia. Yeah, <laughs> these games never came uh, to the West, but you can play them through a ROM patch. That was kind of an interesting, mm-hmm. interesting little curiosity there. Um, did you know that there was a game that uh, a, that was before Deadly Premonition <laughs> that in, not only in, inspired Deadly Premonition, but that was inspired by Twin Peaks called Mizerna Falls for the PS1. Why is that ringing a bell yeah, right now? Yeah, I know that does sound familiar. Maybe just from doing the search on is it Sweary again or is it someone who, else who did, who did the, who did the uh, translation? No, 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 Sweary did uh yeah, he's Deadly the developer of Deadly Premonition. No, 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 no. I don't think it was. Someone else? Yeah, All right. Mizerna, no. Mizerna Falls is an early open world game for PlayStation. PS1 open world game, heavily inspired by Twin Peaks and is mm. uh and in turn heavily inspiring Deadly Premonition. It's met, oh, wow. set in a small town in Colorado. You can freely explore <laughs> while searching for a mis- uh, for a mysteriously missing classmate. Wow. And yeah, the localization just got finished last year, if that's what's correct. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I'll have to check that out. That looks I know. Very- that Gentlemen, looks so interesting yeah. to me. Can I interest you in one uh, mm-hmm. driving, or sorry, racing lagoon? Yeah, Racing Lagoon. Lagoon. (laughs) What's that? It's a a PS1 uh, RPG that um, the mechanic of the game is, uh, like it says in the name, is racing. It's kind of like Initial D, but it's an RPG as well. Uh, The translation for it just got done, I think, about like six months ago. Nice. Um, And it looks incredible for um, for a PS1 game. Oh, would, wow. Yeah, I'm looking at some yeah. images of it now. Yeah. That does remind me there's a series in Japan called Choro Q, which is also yeah. a racing RPG, but it's very cartoonish. It's like very block. Like you, your character is like a little autonomous car and you're going into towns with other car characters and stuff. And they ported one of them over, I think, or at least the one I have, Road Trip for PlayStation 2. And it wasn't really my speed. This looks like a lot more my speed, like the nightlife of Japan or like yeah cruising around being a cool badass like as opposed to like a cartoony car yeah it's cool like yeah i wonder how the i wonder have you played this adrian do you know how the progression works as far as an rpg goes i got as far as like to the first race and then i didn't know how any of the rest of it worked (laughs) oh nice but now that there's a translation out i'm definitely going back to it yeah that's cool um that does look neat uh uh, what do you guys know about uh, Shining Force 3? <laughs> Ooh, now you're in my bag. Yeah, yeah. so Shining Force 3 uh, famously uh, had three scenarios, only yeah. one of which made it to the West. Um, and like other Move Sega Saturn games. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, there is two other scenarios that do have fan translations that you can play today. Um, on your on your PC, I know Dragon Force Two is another one that has a fan translation that was yeah. for Saturn. Saturn had a lot of great like tactical RPGs and yeah, you know that like I think I think they I think they just ran out of money like to yeah. port stuff and make stuff like the Saturn or was so dead games. in the water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
including Police Knots, which is also yeah. another famous Kojima game mm-hmm. that never made it over here that you can play a fan translation of, and I would not recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> I have played through all of Police Knots. I played through it during the pandemic, and boy, the disillusion when I rolled credits on that. I was just like, why did I not play snatcher like why did i play this and not snatcher like i've still <laughs> never played snatcher See? and it's by all accounts an amazing game and please not is just it's just boring but oh boring. no yeah the internet's gonna sacrifice you for that yeah. it's not it's not that good i actually also, don't know how listen many. to get played go go yell at them <laughs> they they hate it more than i do <laughs> um nice. yeah uh but yeah, I mean, fan translations are really are really mm-hmm. cool curios, especially for like if you if you're kind of like, oh, I've played a ton, I played all the new stuff, I've played yeah. a but you know what I mean? Like I'm kind of looking for some more weirder experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes you will you will you will get them through fan translations and just porting in Japanese games. Like uh, yeah. there's a lot of games that you don't even need a translation for that are wild as hell, man. LCD or LSD for the uh, PlayStation One. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy game. <laughs> Yeah, there are a lot of Dreamcast shooters that never came out in the U.S. Yeah, and Dreamcast, if you own one, is just like the easiest emulatable system. You burn it onto a disc and can play it. Yeah, type of thing. So check out those uh, Dreamcast shooters. You don't need to know English and, or Japanese, rather. Yeah, and you can just blast them. It's they're good. Or if you want to play Shenmue 2 the way God intended yeah. on a Dreamcast, not on your way uh, God intended, not you on can, your internet uh, spots. Yeah, not on your. Not on your uh, uh, your gaijin console. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can uh, you can play. You can. Get, but I have a copy of Shenmue Two, a repro copy of it for Dreamcast. Mm. That's all translated. So, um, and I just like looking at the box. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think that uh, I think that's gonna do it for video games and comedy show. Uh, uh, any last uh, words in, in terms of fan translations? Uh, anything else that we didn't mention that you guys were kind of wanting to talk about before we before we head out? I think we got the big temple ones out of the way, and yeah. hopefully we, we brought some picks that somebody who is interested in this. You know, now you have a few that you can go and check out. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Big thank you to the fan translation community. Yeah, for real. Like they, they are doing the Lord's work there. They I mean, really that are. is insane. The, They're still the, going. Yeah. Like uh, there was a recent one actually, uh, the Disaster Report series. They right tipped over free for releasing in the U.S. and didn't even title the first two. So literally, randomly, like last year or so, Disaster Report Four came out, and like everyone who's an American is just like, I don't know what this is. Why should I pick the fourth <laughs> one? They finally ported uh, free for PSP with a translation online. And yeah. I'm, I don't know. I've never dabbled in PSP translations, but just the fact that they shouldn't see like a company's error and kind of help them out. Be like, well, here, you should also do this too, company. Yeah. There's a Final Fantasy nice. game that we almost didn't yeah. get out here too. The Final Fantasy Type O game mm-hmm. that came out for Type PSP? Right. Type Zero? Yeah. Uh, that's now out. You can play that on like PS4 or whatever, but um there is a fan translation for that on psp if you want to go back and play it as god intended yes as god intended on the dreamcast i like how now for me now as god intended just means you play it on the dreamcast (laughs) i I don't blame you i'm right there with you god killed his only son the dreamcast (laughs) yeah yeah i just want i want a painting of abraham with uh, a knife and it's just the dreamcast (laughs) below it um all right well that's gonna do it that's gonna wrap us up yeah, thank yeah, you yeah. for listening to video games a comedy show uh michael hearn where can people find you 
Find me on Twitter, Instagram at Michael C. Hearn. You can visit my website, michaelchern.com. And you can go to eBay or Etsy and get yourself a cartridge of Mother Free. Shout out to the real Mulets who thanked me for uh, suggesting that and apparently took me up on it. I've yet to hear a dissatisfied customer about these Mother Free cartridges. So go for it. Nice. Adrian Holmes, what do you want uh, people to know? You can find me any and everywhere on the internet at Homeboy, H-O-L-M-B-O-I. And you can also find me as part of the Super Gamer Boys Gaming Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. You can follow the show on Twitter at VGA Comedy Show. Um, if you want to know more about us and the crew that runs these shows, shows like Call Me By Your Game, Inside Video Games Classic with July, The Reactivators, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash supernpcradio. We have just finally launched our our uh, the first episode in our Donkey Kong Games Club which is uh, which covers the original arcade game Donkey Kong Jr. and Donkey Kong 3, all for arcades and NES, respectively. Uh, it was a lot of fun to do. I'm so excited to be in this new era of Donkey Kong stuff, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll, we'll be covering the country series, um, Donkey Kong 64, and... Uh, and Donkey Kong ninety four will be the other will be the other one we're going to be doing um, for the Patreon. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're also going to do a lot of like bonus episodes on the Patreon about like some of the other Donkey Kong games, like King of Swing. Uh, you know, Donkey Konga. Donkey yeah, I was about Konga. to say, if you need a Konga expert, I got the whole thing set up. Hearn, you're <laughs> you're invited. We'll go through the Conga games one by oh, yeah. one. We'll even do the third game, which is never Jungle came Beat. out here. Um, oh, Donkey Konga Three. Konga Three. Uh, Jungle Beat. Oh man. Yeah. Jungle that Beat. Was actually it, good. Jungle Beat's the only one I kind of regret <laughs> not putting on the list of mainline games because it is a platformer. Yeah. yeah. You just use the dumb bongos to do it, but the it is a platformer. Bongos. The great Don't forget bongos. Barrel Blast. You gotta Barrel, do Barrel Blast. Too. Barrel Blast. Oh. Barrel Blast. Um, <laughs> uh, also, Diddy Kong Racing. You know, there's like a lot of yeah. op- there's a lot of great stuff. We'll be. We might do the cart uh, the cartoon uh, a little bit. <laughs> um, but there's yeah. a lot of DK stuff when you stop and think yeah. about it. It really is. Yeah. It's uh, oh, uh, definitely the Mario versus Donkey Kong series, yeah. which is really, really solid. Games, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll be covering all that on the Patreon. It's going to be a good time over there. Uh, plus, we just have a lot of bonus great uh, episodes um, of, of, of covering different stuff. We recently uh, just finished our Summer of Arcade, and you can go back and listen to all those episodes where we covered early Xbox, uh, XBLA, Summer of Arcade games. We covered like Braid, Limbo, Fez, Super Meat Boy, and then we covered Indie Game, the movie. So you can go check that out over there patreon.com slash super radio we'll see you next week with a brand new episode about a brand new thing goodbye